0: Hello my lovely listeners, welcome back to the new episode of The Indian Shrink. I'm your host Shubhika Singh Chandawat, and I'm a clinical psychologist based out of India currently. So today I'm going to talk about one of the most interesting phenomena that exists on this planet Earth and something that every one of us has felt at some point in some form in our lives. Yes, it is called love. So love... Is that beautiful magical giddy feeling that all of us have experienced at some point in some capacity in our lives I am not going to talk about uh, companion love or uh, parental love or for that matter even lust I will be talking about romantic love particularly today because romantic love is the kind of love that is an intense desire for another with this expectation that it is going to persist and last into the future now that brings me to why i'm recording this episode oftentimes people feel like they are in romantic love in the initial parts of their relationships but going forward they can't sustain the same romantic feelings or so to speak the feeling of love so here I am, I'm going to help you understand how a, the brain plays a huge role in us feeling that romantic love and how can we make use of the brain to maintain that feeling of love or to sustain that same feeling that we felt in the initial part of our relationship. So when fall in love initially, um, it is said, you know, that our cognitive regions or the prefrontal cortex of the brain uh, stops working. Uh, You know, that's the part of the brain which is basically responsible for logic, for planning, for reasoning, decision-making, all of that sort of shuts down for us. And that is why we get that feeling of falling in love where, you know, nothing really matters and everything seems, you know, rosy and you feel like, yes, everything will work out eventually. But as time passes, we regain uh, functioning in that cognitive region and we start realizing that, yeah, maybe I think things are not as hunky dory as we thought they would be. So, what can we do now? So, you know, when we fall in romantic love with someone, there are a few neurotransmitters or uh, hormones that are released in our body. I'm going to quickly list down what are those major neurotransmitters that are at play, which actually help us feel the way we feel when we are in love. First and foremost is dopamine. Dopamine is, there is a sudden increase in dopamine in our brain, which is the neurotransmitter that is heavily responsible for reward. Um, uh, that is responsible for novel experiences. It actually works on the reinforcement principle. And a lot of times dopamine is uh, used uh, to explain addictive behaviors or addictive patterns in a human being. So just like any other addiction, love, the feeling of love is also uh, you know an addiction where you feel like you're addicted to your partner, you obsess over your partner. Um, and that is why when you know when someone goes through a breakup or when someone you know uh, is not in constant touch with their partner or is going through a long distance relationship uh, there is this intense craving that you feel or you know there can be withdrawal symptoms where you know you cannot go without talking to your partner for a long time even after a breakup for that matter the other active neurotransmitter uh, that in the whole chemistry of uh, feeling romantic love is serotonin which is basically also common in depression. Uh, Now that doesn't mean that when you fall in love you feel depressed but basically what I mean is that there is this whole phenomena of rumination that is similar in depression and in love. So rumination is basically nothing but thinking about something again and again in a cyclic fashion Uh, this is a phenomena that is very commonly seen uh, both in depression and also when you are in love you you love to think about your partner all the time Uh, you are constantly playing scenarios that you are going to have or be in in you know while you're with your partner so that is definitely something that is influencing our brain chemistry Other than that, there is this very commonly known uh, hormone called oxytocin, which is also released during, uh, you know, the whole experience of love and especially when one is uh, having an orgasm. So this is the hormone which is responsible for bonding, connection, intimacy building and most importantly, attachment that you feel towards your partner. The other hormone that is also released during orgasm and in general, you know, when you're in love is vasopressin, which is related to stress levels. So that is why when you're in love, your stress levels are down and, uh, you know, you don't feel uh, like anything can uh, go wrong or, you know, you feel like everything is beautiful and nice and everything is in control and uh, you can conquer the world. So moving on, uh, the last uh, notable hormone in this list is uh, endorphins. Endorphins are the hormones uh, that are related to uh, improved sense of well-being and for pain relief, basically. Endorphins are again released during the act of sex or let's say when you're exercising, when you're laughing a lot, when you're dancing and listening to music. So now that we are clear about how does the brain play a role in releasing certain neurotransmitters and uh, hormones in the early stages of uh, romantic love for us to feel the way we feel the next question and the most important question comes that then how can we sustain it because if it's just in the early stages uh how can we maintain that same feeling how can we continue to uh, maintain the release of these hormones or these neurotransmitters so that we keep feeling the way we felt in the early stages of our relationship um i want to here add a side note you know that is um oftentimes people say that you know love will eventually culminate into marriage but i o- Always stress that, you know, uh, for some marriage can be a beginning and for others, it can be a finale of their love. Either ways, um, you need to understand what are the important things that you need to do in order to sustain that level of connection, desire and uh, mystery in your relationship so that you are always attracted towards your partner Uh, be it the finale of love or be it the beginning of love it doesn't matter so today i'm going to talk about these some some of these pointers number one is definitely giving time uh it's very important for you know even if you've known your partner for ages uh it does not matter Spending time together with your partner is very very important for you to feel connected to them For you to feel like you are involved in their lives for them to feel Wanted for them to feel desired uh, For them to feel like you're showing interest in them. That is definitely one the other is uh, Do novel activities do? Indulge in new experiences with your partner, which is something that most couples don't end up doing. After a, the initial uh, you know, stages, um, couples become comfortable in their own patterns and their own uh, familiarity. And that is why it's important for both partners or multiple partners, depending on what kind of relationship you are in, to engage in novelty experiences uh, to do things new uh, new things together so that you see a new side of your partner and also it gives you a space for uh, fun eroticism for pleasure and uh, most importantly growth which is very very uh, you know crucial to a relationship and the interesting part here now you might ask how does the neurobiology play your so definitely when you are engaging in novel experiences it does uh, affect the release of dopamine it does affect the release of endorphins um and that that is one way you can sustain that feeling of love the third point is uh, something that i often stress that is have lots and lots of sex uh, now in the initial part of the relationship we all know that couples engage in a lot of intimacy sexual intimacy but uh, once you get settled in once you know each other very well or when you when you're living with each other for a long time you know it becomes difficult to feel the same level of attraction the same level of urgency to engage sexually with your partner and that is why i tell couples to please schedule you know uh sex if let's say you are not finding time to engage in sexual activities with each other please schedule it it may sound absurd but it is not absurd sex is very very important because when you have lots of sex there is a you know there's a release of dopamine there's a release of oxytocin which uh, Ultimately, uh, you know sort of contributes into your attachment and reduce stress levels. It also, of course, also releases endorphins and you know all those hormones and neurotransmitters we've already spoken of. And lastly, I also want to tell you that it's very important to find ways to connect with your partner physically. So it can be just something like, you know, hugging together, hugging, cuddling, Uh, You know just holding hands or kissing or you know finding excuses or reasons to touch your partner Uh, It maintains that level of connection and attachment Um, And of course it also releases oxytocin um, Which is a bonding hormone Um, So it can be something as simple as you know just brushing your legs against your partner You know while having dinner or holding their hand, you know while you take a walk or just giving them a peck on their cheeks or forehead when you're leaving for work. It can be anything, right? But find reasons to connect with your partner physically because intimacy is not just sexual. Intimacy is much more than that. Intimacy is emotional. Intimacy is, you know, uh, finding reasons to connect with your partner at different levels in different capacities. Another point that I also want to add here that can maintain uh, the feeling of you know uh, long-term love in a relationship is to have empathy. It is very important to reflect or mirror your partner's emotions back to them. That way your partner feels understood, seen, desired and most importantly feel connected to you. And last but not the least, inculcate the habit of appreciating your partners for, you know, uh, the ability, develop the ability to overlook their negatives and focus on their positives. Uh, I understand when you are in a, you know, long term committed relationship, it gets easier to focus on what is not working or what is not right. Uh, with their, with your partner, but uh, you will have to consciously make an effort to see the good in your partner because that is the first thing that attracted you towards them, and uh, that is where I also insist that you know novel experiences come handy because when you are engaged in novel experiences, new experiences, uh, it's going to help you see aspects and sides of your partner that you have not known before and it gets easier to then appreciate your partner uh for who they are today versus who they were before so yeah i mean find reasons to compliment them say good things about them validate them if you are having a bad fight i always insist make sure after a you know, after an argument or a fight, you do five things that makes them feel appreciated, loved, wanted, um, and most importantly, understood. I think if you do just these few points, uh, you know, carry out these things mindfully in your relationship, it should not be a problem to sustain that feeling of love, attraction, desire, eroticism, you know, mystery, call it whatever you want to, uh, in your relationship. So yes, this brings us to the end of our podcast today. Uh, Keep listening to The Indian Shrink for more.